You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Greetings, Mapleview Community Church. Welcome to our sermon cast, Getting a Taste of Missions. Join us now as we hear from Reverend Mark Hazard, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada Regional Director for Latin America and Caribbean. God bless you as you listen in. Yeah, it is such an honor to, uh, to be uh, back in Barrie and to be at Mapleview. Uh, such, a, such a gift. Pastor Jay, thank you so much for, uh, for this invitation. By the way, so nice to have Val. Uh, my wife, Val, we've been married for over 40 years, and she still puts up with me over there. Val, stand and wave real quick. There she is. Awesome. Great. Okay, hold on. This, this thing has a demon in it. Hold on. Let me, this iPad thing. All right, there we go. Oh, yeah. So, so nice. And again, Pastor Jay, thank you. So, you know what? I, uh, Val and I, we get to travel, as Pastor Jay said. We, we serve our missionaries in the Latin America region, uh, Central South America, and the Caribbean. And... Uh, while we're in Canada, we get to, because we have a home base here, we have a house in Windsor. By the way, Elizabeth, your own Elizabeth Quinn here, she's an amazing lady. Her roots are in Windsor and the church that we pastored there for 23 years. So we have this wonderful connection with, uh, with your church through, uh, through Elizabeth. Now, what was I saying there? It was really important, whatever it was. But anyway, we had pastored for 23 years years, uh, and then launched into this, where we travel, serve our global workers, and when we're in Canada, we get to travel and share in churches and talk about missions. I don't know any other church in Canada. In fact, I don't know any other church anywhere that takes a month and focuses on missions. Pastor Jay, good on you, and Mapleview, you are blessed to have a pastor. Well, actually, you're blessed to have Jody. Um, but with Jody, you got Pastor Jay. But for the heart of the house to be uh, missions to this degree, absolutely fantastic. So my mom died uh, just over three years ago. And she was uh, very sick. She was ready to go. Uh, to see Jesus and we knew that unless God worked a miracle uh, she was going to transition and in her final few weeks and days we wanted to spend as much time with her as we could because sometimes people in their final uh, months weeks days moments often say some of their some very significant things some people for whatever reason right at the end they just like everything is important, but remember this. So Jesus now, he's, he's given his life, and thanks for leading us in such a beautiful communion service, Pastor Jay. So meaningful, it is sacred. And he gave his life, resurrected, uh, back, appeared to so, so many people. And now he's preparing for this moment of transition. So he calls the disciples together, He's, it's, it's his last moment at, 
with that, he, I mean, he's coming back, but in that stage, he's, he's just over three years on earth. And he says, okay, you guys, I'm leaving. So go to Jerusalem and stay there until you've been filled with the Holy Spirit because you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the world. Like this is his last moment. And then in verse 9 of Acts chapter 1, it said he was taken. I mean, he said those words and he was taken out of their sight. That's why missions is so very important. That's why Pastor Jay would take a month out of what could be the busiest, most strategic time in the church calendar in the fall and focus on missions. You will receive power, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be witnesses everywhere. So our, our DNA, like our church in 2020, should have the same DNA as the book of Acts. Like th- this is, this, it was a priority then, it should be a priority now. It's just a matter of understanding what, where, and how. So what? You will be my witnesses. A witness is somebody who can share about something they've seen or experienced. Well, for us who've been born again by the Spirit of God, we are Christ followers. We know uh, firsthand, we've experienced his love and his grace. That's why we celebrate communion and we worship. And again, Elizabeth and team, great job leading us in focus. So beautiful, so so meaningful because we have experienced. Like when we sing together as Christ followers, when we come together, it's not, it's not just some kind of passive time filler or whatever. No, it connects with our very, like we are witnesses. We have experienced it. So Jesus said, you'll be witnesses. You'll, you'll share what you've experienced across the road and, and, and around the world. So what you will be witnesses. And brothers and sisters, people need Jesus. Like if there's ever a day when we need to be sharing the love of Jesus, it's today. Like people are confused and wondering, and, and, and I, I love, I was uh, online a few weeks ago watching one of Pastor Jay's sermon, the, the first sermon he preached on the kind of the end time series that he did, and, 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 and the, the passion and the clarity uh, about the, the last days. It's because Jesus is coming back, and, and people need Jesus, Val and I uh, love to walk. We uh, were these 10,000 steps a day uh, people. Actually, um, a cousin to the Quinns, Tom Quinn, got me starting to walk 10,000 uh, steps a day two or three years ago. And so, now, so Val and I walk in our neighborhood a lot. So, um, you know, I kind of like to get to know who our neighbors are. We just moved in that subdivision a few years ago and uh, getting to know who they are. And... Um, 
So there's one neighbor, we walk by the house and in town, you know, a little bit rough around the edges and sometimes we can hear him yelling and, and sometimes he uses words that I don't really understand. Got to kind of look him up going, I wonder what that word is. And, uh, and he doesn't come from another country, so he speaks English, but he's speaking words that I don't hear often. And so anyway, he's a rough guy and one time we're walking by his house Val says what is that smell well he was in the garage smoking marijuana Val goes I'm getting out of here this stinks not me I'm going to the garage so so I go in the garage and I'm I'm standing and I I've got to know him now and talk to him and 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 we've prayed together for a few times and he he says he's got his own kind of religious thing I tried to give him a Bible one time he gave it back to me and he says I kind of do my own thing whatever but it's interesting he likes to talk to me when he's got difficulties in his life and he stands in his garage and smoked marijuana and so I go and stand with him when I stand with him in the smoke I feel better and (laughs) just kidding sort of but friends we do it because people need Jesus your neighbors, your family members, every one of us, listen friends, every one of us have people in our circle of influence that need Jesus. I'm so glad people got me to Jesus. Why would I be selfish now and try to keep him to myself? Wherever we go, you, and, and Jesus said to his disciples, not you, you might be witnesses. No, 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 no. Not if, you, if you've got the gift of evangelism. No, no, no. Every person born again by the Spirit of God has got the mandate to share the love of Jesus wherever they go. And there's people in your circle of influence right now that are waiting for you. I heard a great definition. Sorry I cut off my sentences, but I've got to talk fast. So listen fast. Great definition of evangelism I heard just a few weeks ago that evangelism is entering into a conversation with the person that the Holy Spirit has already started having with them. How cool is that? We partner with the Holy Spirit in sharing the love of Jesus. Well, where? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the world. So let me just give you a few practical things from the book of Acts that they did to honor this final whisper from Jesus to them that you will go into the world and preach the gospel. Number one, they prayed and they fasted. I was so happy to see online, and Pastor Jay mentioned it in the early service, that you guys have just completed three days of of prayer and, and fasting. Well, that's what they did in the book of Acts. Acts 13, among the prophets, the teachers of the church of Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manian, and Saul. And one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. Notice something very interesting about this prayer meeting. The prayer meeting wasn't focusing so much on what God could do for them, but what, but what God wanted them to do for him. It's interesting. Some people will get into trouble. You know what? Pastor, my marriage is in trouble or, or my dad's sick with cancer and whatever. So we're, we're gonna start praying and fasting and believing God to intervene. And, and that's all good. There's no problem with that. 
But there's a part of praying and fasting where we open our heart and say, God, is there something that you are asking me to do? Is there a particular call? Like I, I born and raised on the farm down between Chatham and Sarnia. My plan was to go into my dad's business. As a teenager, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, Mark, I want you over here. I want you to head off to Bible college. And then the rest is history. We pastored for 38 years, and now we uh, have the privilege of uh, serving our, our missionary. You know, and he say, oh, what an incredible... No, you see, when you're born again with the Spirit of God, he, like you're set apart. You are his. You're not your own. Like you can't say, well, no, I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm doing my own thing. No, if you're born again, you belong to him. You line up and say, well, God, I, I don't understand it all. But whatever you want me to do, I'm yours. You purchased, I, I mean, I, I'm, your, I'm your child. I, whatever you want me to do, that's, that's what I'm called to do. So their prayer meeting wasn't so much about, God, we need you to do this. No, it was God intervened. He blitzed into that prayer meeting and said, I want you to set apart Paul and Barnabas and send them out in, in missions. So number one, they prayed and they fasted. Number two, they sent and they went. In verse three of Acts 13, so after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on Paul and Barnabas and sent them on their way. Off they went. So I just got, I have a question for you. You just had a prayer and fasting time. Who's going? Like, who's, who's the next that Pastor Jay will be introducing on a, on a Sunday morning to, the, uh, to, to your amazing church family and say, hey, this, this couple feels called and we've, we've talked to them and mentored them. They've been trained and they've been approved and we are affirming them. We believe that what they feel God has said is in fact what God has said and we're gonna be a part of sending them to wherever God wants them to go. Who, who will be the next? And you might think, well, well, like, who, who qualifies? Well, if you're born again, like, God can tap any of us on the shoulder anytime. Let me introduce you to a few of the global workers who serve in our region, the Latin America region. By the way, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada has about 320 or 330 missions serving in 65 countries. That's one of the reasons we became a fellowship back over 100 years ago. It was the pool. It was the partner uh, for the cause of, of world missions. And we have four regions. There's Eurasia, Latin America, uh, Latin America Caribbean, Africa, and Southeast Asia. So in, in our region, uh, we get to serve uh, some 42 full-time global workers and then some volunteers and some, uh, some others that we uh, partner with. So here's, here's just a, a few of them. Here's a younger couple. And I know some young couple say, well, I, 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 couldn't, go. I couldn't go in ministry. Why? Here's, here's a young couple, Ryan and Heather DeWeird. Ryan 
from the Brampton area, went to U of T, um, computer engineering degree, and felt called to go to the DR. Heather graduated from Master's Bible College and Seminary, went on a missions trip to the DR. Lo and behold, they met there. They were supposed to be serving Jesus there, but ended up spending some time together and married. And there's their beautiful kids, Libby and Edison. And now they're serving full-time in the Dominican Republic. Beautiful young couple. You know what? We found out this week, because we know them very well. We get to serve them. And I was chatting with them this week, because they're in Canada right now. And, uh, and I found out that your church, Maple View, is a part of their support network. You guys help make that, what they do, possible. And not only are they in Canada, they're in Ontario. Not only are they in Ontario this week, they're in Barrie. Not only are they in Barrie, they're here today. Ryan and Heather DeWeer, just over here. Excellent. One of your, uh, they're not from your church, but you help them do what they do. Young couples. Um, then uh, a single. Like, is it just for, oh no, it's singles. Let me introduce you to Kathy Meisen, serving in Honduras, leading an awesome ministry. We know Kathy so well. She was on our staff in Windsor for several years as our kids pastor. God tapped her on the shoulder and said, Kathy, you're done in Windsor, you're going to Honduras. There she is serving there, just awesome. Let me introduce you to Trent and Rhonda Lipinski uh, in their 50s, wonderful. Um, uh, not Bible college graduates, Trent is a builder from Edmonton. God tapped him on the shoulder and said, Trent and Rhonda, we want you to go and build for the kingdom. They moved to the DR where they're overseeing the building program of a beautiful ministry uh, uh, center that Ryan and Heather uh, are involved in. So here's another couple just a, a little bit older. Rick and Cheryl Ashton. Here we are um, down at the bottom in the middle there. Rick and Cheryl, both professionals, early retirees. God tapped them on the shoulder and said, Rick and Cheryl, want you involved more in missions. Rick worked for the government. He's a strategic planner, wonderful gift to our global workers. Uh, and uh, his wife, Rick and Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl uh, taught in university. She's a language uh, specialist. Now she uh, has introduced ESL, uh, English as a second language to a number of our uh, countries down there. Amazing. Amazing early retirees set. They're set. They could be just. They could be just sitting on a beach somewhere. But no, they want to serve early retirees. Let me introduce you to Cartland Palmer, wonderful man of God from Jamaica. They moved to Brampton many years ago. He was a church builder there. He and his beautiful wife were, um, when they were approaching their retirement years, God spoke to them, said, Cartland and Mildred, I want you to go back to Jamaica and, and create and build a, um, a training center, a skills training center for the young people of Jamaica. They took their retirement years and their reti retirement money to pour into the 
the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much money you have. If you're born again by the spirit of God, you are a candidate for him to tap you you on the shoulder and ask you to go anywhere. And the answer has to be yes. Some people are retired. Ah, you know what, Pastor? I've paid my dues. No, now we're just, we're just going to kick back and take it easy. Somebody else can do it. Listen, God is calling people out of retirement and sending them all around the world. They sent and they went By the way, another wonderful uh, couple that are with us in the foyer this morning. You'll want to stop by out in the foyer. Ryan and Heather are out there. But also Jorge and uh, Jacinta uh, Mello are there preparing to go to Portugal. Another one of your missions couples that you already are supporting. Stop by beautiful people. Stop by and say hi to them as well. By the way, I was on your website and in your beliefs statements, several statements. Here's one of them. We believe that God is calling people to dedicate themselves to the fulfillment of the great commission in these last days. It could be any one of you. Number three, they gave their money. Acts chapter four. For instance, there was Joseph, it says, One they nicknamed Barnabas. Son of encouragement was his nickname. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus and he sold a field that he owned and he brought the money to the apostles. Get that now. It wasn't like, well, you know, they're having a mission service at the church, Harriet, and you know, if we got a few extra bucks, we should see if, you know, we can kind of help with the mission. No, they sold property. They leaned in huge because they knew the money they were going to invest was the most important place they could ever invest it. They sold the property and they just laid it at the apostles' feet. They lived in radical generosity in the book of Acts. Radical. So much so that when Paul was mentoring his young friend Timothy, in the writing of the books of the Bible, you Bible, some of you Bible students will know, First and Second Timothy, Paul uh, said to Timothy in First Timothy six, he said, "Command those who are rich." Now, different uh, translations translate it different ways. Um, New Living Translation teach those who are rich. New King James Version, command those who are rich. The message down a couple of verses says, teach them to be extravagantly generous. Now, I know how this works. I've been in, the, in, in church since we're, so, so we can talk about rich people. It's no problem because we know people richer than us and so it lets us off the hook, Right? So we're, talk, we're talking about Pastor Jay here, the rich people in, in the world. Do you know what? You just don't do it now, but when you go home, you go on the internet and you can look at, at websites like the Global Rich List or 
uh, the global wealth list, something like that. Plug in what country you live in, how much money you make, and it'll tell you where you are in the percentile in the entire world. And I can tell you today that most of us in this room will be in the uh, top one to two percent in the entire world. Listen, in Canada, most of us are so filthy rich. We're rich, friends. And you say, well, if we're so rich, why do we not uh, have, why can't we do more things? It's because we spend, we're just so used to living. Like 30 years ago, we didn't all have cell phones. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying we're so used to living the way we do. So, some of you young people will not know that you can actually make coffee at home. Like, like it is, it's, it's a phenomenal concept. It's a phenomenal concept. But no, we're so used to going to Tim, Tim Hortons or Starbucks and spending two or three or five bucks. You can make a cup of coffee. We're so rich. But what about COVID? Don't you know, Mark, COVID, it's a difficult time. We got, look at, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul talked about the churches in Macedonia that in a great time of difficulty, it welled up. It says their true colors showed and, and, and they abounded in two ways, in generosity and in joy. Do you know what we need in this uh, COVID season? Maple View Church, we need joy and we need generosity. Anybody can be generous when, when things are, are easy. It's when they're difficult that it really matters. So in conclusion, three things. Again, as Pastor Jay says, this is missions month. I would like you to fast one meal per week and ask God in fasting and prayer, is there something he wants you to do in missions? Number two, will you be open to his call? Wherever he is, wherever he asks you to go. I just believe that God is still, he is, he's still calling people. You know, it's interesting, in the middle of COVID, my time's up, so I'm gonna walk off and, and use my walk-off time to finish the sermon. In this time of COVID, Pastor Jay, you may not be aware, we have a record cohort in the Pentecostal Assembly of Canada, a record cohort of global workers who are preparing to go. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. And it could be you. And number three, what are you going to do financially for missions? well, you know, I might be able to afford to do a few bucks. Well, what if God, you know, people say, you know, pastor, I would like our church to be a book of Acts church. Okay, well, Barnabas sold some property and brought the money in. Just thought I'd mention that. God bless you, Maple View. (laughs) 